God knew all of that and unctioned a woman to bring the alabaster box and anoint him before time. What can an unction produce in my life? What realm will it take me? Are you ready? Resurrection help. For higher heights in God. Rams unseen. It's a literal one. And wherever this gospel is preached, you better preach about this woman. Talk about her unction. She anointed me for my burial. So Joseph of Arimathea went and asked for his body, wrapped it up with linen, and put it in there. No spices. But why not? God already took care of it. Sometimes you're angry with people, not knowing that God has already solved your problem. You have to accept that he that is taking care of you is competent. He's a master. Come on, give him credit. Huh? Give him credit. Honor him with your trust. Huh? No. That he knows the times and the season. Yeah. This thing will, has come and it will pass. This yeah. is the second time I'm telling you. Yeah. It's about to pass. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. It will pass. Yeah. It will pass. Yeah. It will pass. Yeah. In Jesus name it will pass. says knowing this that's the issue you don't know it why don't you know it you don't value patience you honor your impatience you even tell people you know I just, I just can't you know I have that thing with impatience so you need to work with it we, we preach to people to accommodate our demons well, you know, you've been my friend all these years. You know how I am. How I am. Yeah, but you should change. Yeah. You tell people, that is nothing new. Why are you getting agitated now? I've been like this. Well, I, I'm telling you, okay, I've just, had, I've just about had enough. It's time for you. Loving you should not be costing so much. I, I call it the high cost of loving you. The journey should be easier with time. Glory to God. If you are 22 years old and you are in diapers, that's a crisis. You need to grow up. Don't you see how painful it is to get party trained at 22? That's what most of us are suffering. You have been a Christian longer than your level of maturity. So God is allowing things, some embarrassing, some frustrating. Because if you have been party trained, then 
People will be seeing your private as a grown-up. Hallelujah. You'll be pooping at, poo at the wrong places. And then you'll be stinking up the place <laughs> with your bad attitude. So you need to be party trained. See, now whenever I start talking about such things, okay, they start ducking. Come on, pull up in your seat. <laughs> Sit up straight. I am yet coming. Yeah. Okay, now watch. The question is, do you know that the trials you're going through is designed to produce patience in you? Yeah. Amen. In other words, God is not going to let you stay impatient. The minister said, thank you, Lord. That's what we should all be saying. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm going to change. Amen. Hallelujah. God knows the people that he has anointed. Okay, he said to describe them to you. God knows the people he has anointed to help you change. How do you know them? You can't intimidate them by your anger. And when you go, Wah! they go, Wah! <laughs> their bark is bigger than yours. And then they act like nothing has happened. They don't plan to change friendship. You said, <laughs> you text an, an easier friend. You know, this one is just troubling me. I'm trying to, you know, they, they, can't, they, they, they can't get the hint. They cannot get the hint because they are anointed. They are not leaving. Amen. Come on, you know I'm describing some things. Amen. They're not leaving. Because God chose them to produce patience in you. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know that your trial is designed to produce patience? So that's why he said don't think it straight. Now watch. Verse 4. Let's read it together. One, two, go. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Wow. Did you hear that? He says, it's not only that God is trying to develop patience in you. He says you should allow that patience to do a thorough and complete work. Amen. Why is that? He says, so you will be thorough and complete. Lacking. When I was meditating on this scripture, I said, oh, that's how I got to this place where I am self-contained. Not running after anything. Where God is supplying whatever I need whether it's revelation or wisdom or money or anything. Because he said, when you allow patience to develop you, he said, you will be complete. Amen. You will not lack anything. Yeah. You will be, you know, God-controlled, but complete in him. Amen. Everything you need. You will not be like the people in the Old Testament. Say, from whence cometh my help? My help. 
that I would look to the hill. And I'm looking to no hill. I'm looking at the cross. Hallelujah. Because for them, God will always descend on the mountain. The, the commandments were given on the mountain. All the revelations about the tabernacle and Judaism came from oracles from the mountain. So they can look to the mountain. But I ain't looking to no mountain. My faith began on resurrection morning. I'm not knocking any religion, but I've told the Catholic, take him down from the cross. He is not only, he's no longer on the cross. They are the only people that have Jesus on the cross. No, he was taken down. The cross is empty. The tomb is empty. Hallelujah. He's alive! So let patience have her perfect work. Let it do a thorough job so you will be complete. You have everything you need. So stop hurrying to get out. Get what you need. Get what you need. I sorted all these things out before I started in the ministry. That's what we have enjoyed. We're able to manage our resources. We're able to make the right decisions because we waited on God to prepare us. Amen. We didn't rush out to start a church because we can preach. We waited on God. Amen. And then he made it so difficult when he came to graduation. How many of you will handle it? The things that were said from the pulpit concerning me. If you have handled the locks of the church being changed and you can't get in, could you handle your pastor coming and sharing things you shared with him confidentially, publicly, to dissuade people from, you know, joining you? Could you handle all these things? And then God says, keep your mouth shut. Humble yourself and take the wrong. He said, if you want the blessing, that's the condition. You see all the things I had to pass? To get this breakthrough. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's why I can do all these things with 300 people. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And supernatural things are happening. Yeah. Everywhere I turn. Not just in house, but our house. Amen. Miracles. Now, and we are getting ready for stadium crusades. Yeah. I don't think you understand the magnitude of what I'm. I'm telling you, people get offended for less. When you look at what David went through to become king, you would have asked the Lord, why didn't you wait for me? Wait for Saul to die, then you will anoint me to be king. Why would you come and anoint me to be king and then leave him on the throne? That's God's way. He doesn't wait until... It's all well ordered. And they'll come and say, oh, be of good cheer. You are the next king. Come on. Be moving. You should know when to act. Huh? <laughs> come, thou blessed of the, of the father. Come on. Help me. I know you're not an usher, but you can get. Bring the throne. Let's sit him on it. <laughs> he said, uh-uh. What are you afraid of? The demons that will come, don't worry. You are protected in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Receive. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Okay, bring the chair. He will sit on it now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bring the chair. I'm, I'm giving a demonstration. Come on, get up. You, have, you can sit now with no attack. Come on. Take him out. <laughs> he said, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, sit. You see, this is, this is what many of you are thinking God will do to get it all well ordered and have somebody bring out the throne and come and sit you on it and everybody will applaud. You won't last two days. Because what comes, haven't you heard that saying that uneasy lies the head that? In, in the old covenant, it's a very funny thing. Everybody worship the king, everybody praises the king, everybody honors the king. But when the war comes, hey, <laughs> the king has to go first. Amen. How does the war end? As soon as the king is killed, then the other side will the side that lost their king will surrender. God doesn't do that. What God does, he's sitting on the throne. God rejects him, and then God comes and anoints me, and then allows him to start attacking me and start trying to kill me. David went through that for 13 years, running in caves, running everywhere. And then God set up even a test most of us will fail. David and his men were in the cave. Saul came in and laid down in the same cave. And the men were saying, oh, God has answered. Huh? Let's just kill him now. And then David said, you crazy. I said, he might be crazy, but he is still the Lord's anointed. That's what this generation don't know. He's, even if, I'm not trying to make this a self-serving message, but even if I'm wrong, I still left you. I am still, I'm still an apostle. And if you go thinking based on this, you're going to do this, all you're going to get is a funeral. You see how I waved at him and hit the floor? If I wave at you with a curse, what will happen to you? Only a few days, you'll be gone. Because it is resident with me. It's not because I prayed. That's why I can go into demon-possessed territories and come out. And then when you go, you won't come back. <laughs> because I have an office. You see this ring? It's my apostolic ring. That is a physical indication, natural indication of a spiritual ring that I have. And demons know it. Angels know it. It's a signet of authority. Amen. I have to keep explaining it to you so you can understand it. Watch. David said, he is the Lord's anointed. Yeah. He said, you can't touch him. Yeah. Even though he's crazy. Yeah. Even though he's doing something wrong. You can't touch him. Yeah. The people didn't understand that. Where did David learn that from? God taught him. Yeah. Watch. He said that David took a, a knife and cut a little robe of Saul's garment. He said his heart smote him. Even God has an issue with that. Why should you touch his garment? So David taught the men. He said, listen, the only three ways he can die, God has to take him out. God has to lead him into war, and then he will die there. Or some calamity will happen to him, but you cannot touch him yourself. 
What is he telling them? God anointed me king. He will put me on the throne. I can't put myself. That's why I will not leave my old church until the man bless me. Because if you leave without the blessing, you're heading nowhere. I had not know. I told you, he told us to come and kneel down, and we knelt down. He just told us to come. He didn't tell us to kneel down. I told my family, okay, everybody kneel down. And we knelt down. He touched us and prayed. I felt absolutely nothing. No anointing, nothing. I didn't feel anything. But as soon as I got up to leave, it was like the heavens did like this. I said, oh, that's something new. I'm free to go. Hallelujah. I've been officially released officially crowned. The grace was transferred. My brother said to me years ago, he said, you and your pastor are one tree in the spirit. Only God can split you guys. Whoever does it on his own will lose. You have to understand the mystery. Is it patience that teaches you? all? He said, let patience have her. That means that patience has come not only to be developed, but he will start teaching you its ways. Now, years ago, Elder Thomas said he would help me build a wall behind my house. Then he brought some blocks and dropped them off there. And then he disappeared. And he was gone. I think he was at almost six months. So much so that somebody came and stole some of the blood. <laughs> and one day he came and, start, and built the wall. The problem was now, the wall he built for me was nicer than the house. Amen. Because the house is the cheapest wood or siding that they used to build that thing. Actually, I heard the builder, the, they were working for the builder, and they were talking about it, and one of them was telling the other one, man, I won't buy any of these houses we're building. But hey, I was celebrating that my God came and brought me out of this roach-infested place. <laughs> I said, hey, these guys have options. I don't have an option. This is my greatest breakthrough. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So now watch. Finally, he comes to build the wall. And then he asked me, why are you so patient? Why didn't you get mad at me? Why didn't you blow up? Mm. See now. <laughs> I'm just standing right there. Why didn't I blow up? I said to him, he wasn't as a Thomas then. I said, Mr. Thomas, I said, in this kingdom, it's either you have money or you have time. Or you have money, or you are patient. I said, well, how many thousands would that wall have cost me? And I had to wait for it to come to me. God was developing every grace that I'm operating in now. He said, let patience have her perfect work. Let patience do a thorough job on you. So that even people will not recognize who you are. Amen. That something has happened. Something has changed. Yeah. Amen. He said the reason God is doing that 
so that you will be self-contained. You will have everything you need. God will be able to father you directly, talk to you directly, reveal to you directly, bless you directly. And when people desert you, God will fill the space. God will replace all friends with better friends. You will be a God-made man. Only by patience. Why did I leave him sitting here? If you read 1 Corinthians 10, he talked about Israel being baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Watch. He said, but with many of them, God was not well pleased. He didn't say that God wasn't pleased, but not well pleased. Watch. He said, because they were overthrown. Meaning, they were kings sitting on a throne. They were? Overthrown. Satan unseated them and took their seat. Say with me, I'm a king. I'm a king. I have a God-given throne. I, have a God-given throne. I will allow Patience to develop every grace in me that I need to obtain my throne and sit on it and maintain it for the rest of my life in Jesus' name. Beloved, the message on patience is mission critical, destiny critical. Blessing critical <laughs> because God is never in a hurry. <clears throat> I was talking to a relative and I said, Daddy Hagen said that God has two speeds slow and slower. And they said, Oh, I disagree with that. And I just looked at the person telling me that they disagree with Daddy Hagen. I said, I won't even waste my breath. I said, what have you done? Where have you been? What have you accomplished? Who have you raised up in God to be challenging Daddy Hagen? Anyway, moving right along. (laughs) Daddy Hagen added, he says, if you're willing to wait on God forever, you won't wait long at all. He said, the reason things end up taking so long is that when God searches you, You are in a hurry. You are impatient. You are not at rest in him. Then he keeps waiting for that. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, we that believe do enter into rest. Rest is not sitting down. Rest is not laying down. Rest is the inner disposition of peace and satisfaction that God got it. Your breakthrough will come roaring in. (laughs) Amen. He says, now, let patience have her perfect work. It's even a feminine gender. And many of you ladies are not patient. You'll get very emotional and irritable. And you say all kinds of venomous things. And then you say, forgive me. (laughs) And then you do it again. Because you don't have any intention to change. Let patience have her perfect work. Watch. 
that you may be perfect and entire. Hey, that you will be completely finished. And every part of your life is set up for eternity. Entire, lacking nothing. There's no way for God to get that done in a hurry. These things take years, and it's a little at a time. It's a little at a time. When I'm giving people testimony that I live in this arena of peace, and, and if you come to my house or around me in my relationships, see, there's peace. That didn't get like that overnight. I used to be hot-tempered, and I'll blow up. <laughs> so when I see people doing that, I just laugh, particularly preachers. <laughs> I say you're still a junior boy. You haven't passed your kindergarten test. And some of you are answering bishops. <laughs> and you beat your wife. <laughs> Come and register for ministry school. <laughs> Maybe you need to become deacon. <laughs> oh, anyway, let me get over it. <laughs> you have to face the fact that we are judged by the fruit of the spirit, not by the bogusness of our titles. So, what are you going to do? 770-994-3777. <clears throat> Call that prayer line for your breakthrough and your miracle. <laughs> a guy was writing against me on the internet and calling me, you know, false prophet and I'm teaching error and all of that. And when people are giving testimonies of breakthroughs and miracles in their life, uh, he said, well, so much good is coming out of error. I said, well, thank God. At least you admitted that there's so much good coming out. Mm -hmm. So uh, finally, when we got to talk about, uh, talking about it, and his son is here at the church, I said to his son, do you know that if your father was here at Resurrection House on Issues, he wouldn't even make a deacon? He was a minister at a church. And he got offended about something, and he don't even go to church at all. And now he is judging me. You haven't even passed the test of a minister, and you're judging an apostle. I said, don't you see? <laughs> he said, now what do I do? He said, the Bible tells you that you need to leave your father and mother and be joined to your wife. I said, you, you're now a man. Move on. Don't, don't listen to him. <clears throat> I just laugh about those things. People are confused, impatience, being irritable, blowing up, giving people a piece of your mind are all the works of the flesh, and thou, they will empower Satan to mess up what God has for you. The message on patience is a lifesaver. Are you hearing? Are you learning? The number is there to call. The information is there for you to put your seed in the ground. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that God will grant you grace to submit to the process before you and what you're going through and allow God to finish that work for a change. This time you're not going to cut out and run. Receive the blessing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We'll conclude this powerful week tomorrow. Bye-bye.